That's exciting. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, I absolutely love questions. I love questions. Uh, and you've got the classics, haven't you? You've got the, the who, what, where, why, when, how. Always confused by the how getting in there. But it is. I love questions. At the moment, my daughter, B, her favorite question is why? 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 She sounds like one of the seagulls from Finding Nemo. Why? 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 All the time. Questions, though, questions are good. Questions are good, aren't they? Because asking them, asking them is how we tend to find out about things. Like if I was to show you this picture, this picture, have a look. What question would you ask? What question would you ask? Shout some out. You can shout some out. You can shout some out. Where is it? Where is it? Great question, Jude. Japan. Any other questions? What is it? It's an abandoned roller coaster. Ooh. How big is it? Not that question. <laughs> Not that question. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a great question, Hannah. Great question. Let me show you another picture. What about this one? What question would you ask? What question would you ask? Pardon? What is it? Who lives here? No one anymore. Uh, we used to. We used to. Any other questions? Where have they gone? Well, no one knows. Uh, <laughs> to the Todd's old house, which is very nice. Very nice. What about this question? This is my favorite. This picture. What question would you ask of that? What question? Hannah. Pardon? What were they eating? Pudding. Pudding. Any other questions? Why? 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 It was a challenge to eat your pudding with no hands. Um, but he's got some on his hands. So I don't know why the plate's on his head. Uh, that, that's camp. That's Orwell. If you want to come to that next year, you don't have to do that. Uh, but you can. Questions uh, are good. And a question, a question is how our passage starts this morning, isn't it? Uh, a, a child asking their parent a younger person asking an older one a question. Moses, Moses has been telling people God's commands. He's been telling the Israelites God's commands, uh, fleshing them out in chapter 6, going deeper into them, his laws. And he's predicting, he's predicting that when people see, when children see these things being done, they will ask a question. And it's there in verse 20. Have a look down. What is the meaning of the stipulations, decrees, and laws the Lord our God has commanded you? A what question, which is secretly a why question. Why do we do these things God has told us to do? Michael, a few weeks ago, helped us think about how the Bible is God speaking to us. And maybe... Maybe you found yourself asking similar questions at times. Why do we come to church when I could do something else? Why shouldn't I tell a lie? Why should I let God tell me how to act in my relationships? Why do we do the things God has told us to do in the Bible? Why do we live how God tells us to? Another way you might start the question is, why do we obey God's word? 
Why do we obey God's word? Well, well, Moses answers that question as he preps the parents to answer their children's question here in chapter 6. And he does it by reminding them of two things. Two things we're going to see together this morning. Here they are. We obey God's word because God has saved us. We obey God's word because God has saved us. And we obey God's word because it really is good for us. We obey God's word because it really is good for us. So let's, let's crack on with the first one. We obey God's word because God has saved us. Now, we live in a world where we tend to think, in order to get this, I need to do that. So, uh, to get pudding, I need to eat my vegetables. <laughs> to, <laughs> to get... To get my pocket money, I need to clean my room. To get my bonus at work, I need to reach those targets. And maybe, maybe that's what we think when we come to God. We obey God so that I am good enough. We obey God so that I am good enough to get to heaven and be saved. But Moses doesn't say that, does he? He doesn't say that. In fact, it's a little strange what Moses does in these few verses, in verses 21 to 23, because because the answer involves a bit of a history lesson. And as a former history teacher, genius. Genius. You see, the parents, the older ones who are answering this question, they're they're to tell the younger ones that they, the Israelites... Well, they were slaves in Egypt, verse 21. But that God has rescued them in the most incredible way. And he's brought them out of that land to go into a new home, a new home he has promised. You see, what what he's reminding the people here is that what they are not doing, what they are not doing is obeying God's commands and laws in order to be rescued and saved. No, this this mini-history lesson is reminding reminding them that God has already rescued them. God has already saved them to be in relationship with him in the land he's going to give them. The people, they're they're obeying God in response to it. they're, They're doing it to recognize, to recognize that God has saved them and that they are his people. And that is true for Christians today. Although we weren't slaves in Egypt, the Bible tells us we were slaves to sin. But God rescued us, rescued us through what Jesus did on the cross bringing us into right relation with God, into his kingdom, into his family. Through the awesome, awesome work of Jesus, God saves us when we trust in him. So we don't obey to be saved. We don't obey to be saved. No, Christians obey God's word because God has saved us, brought us into right relationship with him and into his kingdom. Obeying God's word then is is evidence, 
There's evidence of that truth in our lives. I think that's what verse 25 is getting at. A little like, a little like me getting Louise this card this past week. Here it is. A moosive thank you. Because it was our wedding anniversary. And I wanted to thank Louise for putting up with me for nine years so far. Now, was this card necessary for my marriage? In some ways, no. In some ways, no, because we're married. And the, the card isn't what makes us or keeps us married. But in other ways, yes, it was very much necessary. Very much necessary because, because it is a good and a right way I can show Louise that I love her and that I love being married to her. Obeying God's word isn't what saves us. But what it does do is it demonstrates, it shows our relationship with God and our love for him. So it is necessary. We obey God's word because God has saved us. Saving people it was always part of God's plan. Always. Saving them to live for and with him for eternity, which is, which is why it's good that we praise God for, for that. So I'm going to invite the band to come back up. And we're going to praise God now. Now he had a plan to save us. And we'll sing together before we look at the next few verses in Deuteronomy. And Darren is going to pop back up to do the actions again because I don't know them. So Remember that question the Israelites asked? Still got that in your mind? Why do we do these things God has told us to? Why do we obey God's word? Well, we do it because God has saved us. And here's the second reminder Moses gives. We obey God's word because it really is good for us. It really is good for us. Let me read verse 24 again. Have a look down with me. The Lord commanded us, to obey all these things, all these decrees, and to fear the Lord our God so that, so that we might always prosper and be kept alive, as is the case today. The Israelites were to obey God so that they'd live and live well. Obeying God's word was going to be good for them, really good for them. How, how cool is that? Think about it. Not only has God saved them, but he's told them how to live in a way that's going to be best for them. And you know what's coming? That's what God's word is for us as well. God tells us the best way we can possibly live in relationship with him. We don't have to guess. We don't have to try lots of different things until we get it right. God tells us, and he's shown us in the life of Jesus all we need, all we need to live the best way with God we could ever hope to live. Now, it's like, it's like if I was going to bake a cake this morning. Here we go, because I'm a little bit hungry. It always gets to this point on a Sunday morning. 
where breakfast runs out uh, and you're hungry. So, uh, now, I'm not going to lie. I am, I'm not what one would describe as a gifted baker, uh, but I reckon I've got enough. I've got enough knowledge to make a chocolate cake for us this morning. So, ingredients. Flour. Probably a bit like that. An egg. <laughs> Sugar. And I'm fancying chocolate, and I like Kit Kats. So, give it a mix. And we're all hungry. Ten seconds should do it. Would anyone like to come and have some of my cake? <laughs> Any volunteers? You sure? It's going to be good. Mmm. What do you think, Jonathan? Don't fancy it? No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Take the eggshell out. Oh. <laughs> good tip. No, we wouldn't eat that. In fact, that probably would I've just trodden that into the carpet. <laughs> that probably actually wouldn't be very good for you. But if, let's say, I'd done some research and that I'd found, I'd found an actual recipe that tells you exactly what you need uh, and the way to make it, and I'd actually followed that recipe as closely as I could. Four tablespoons of self-raising flour, four tablespoons of caster sugar, two tablespoons of cocoa powder, an egg without the shell, a little bit of oil, a little bit of vanilla extract, and some chocolate chips. And then, apparently 10 seconds doesn't quite do it, so you bake it for two minutes. And here's where I've got to pad. For another minute. Now, I thought I could stand up here and tell you how delicious it is, but actually, I need a volunteer. Uh, so I'm going to invite Lil up because she is someone I trust completely for the illustration to work. And as she comes up, I'll pray as well because that's always good when you're baking to pray <laughs> that it will come out the way you want it to uh, and that it will actually work. Lil, do you have much baking experience? The occasional cake, okay, <laughs> that's good. Well, you're hopefully, you're not allergic to anything, are you? Good, good. Because if you were, that, this would not go well. This would not go well for us. But oh, I'll tell you what, it looks good. Do you want to come and have, come and have a look? Oh, that looks amazing, Scott. <laughs> I knew I choose, chose wisely. Uh, look, that. Look at that. Ooh, now, are you brave enough to try some? Just a 
It's a little bit warm. I'll, I'll give you the fork. Please get back safely. <laughs> the cake is good. It's actually one you can eat. It actually tastes quite nice. You see, God's, God's so awesome, and he's so loving, that just like having the instructions and all, all the ingredients for the cake, he tells us. He tells us the best way we can live. He's shown us the best way we can live. He's given us all we need to live in relationship with him. How good is that? And we need to remind ourselves of that, don't we? Because so often, so often the world, maybe even people we know, uh, will tell us that obeying God, trusting what the Bible says, limits us. That it takes away the fun. That it isn't right. And maybe, maybe we've slipped into that kind of thinking a little bit at times as well. That isn't what we see here in these verses. It isn't what the Bible tells us. God made us. He knows us better than anyone ever could. And he saves us to be with him forever. Of course, of course, he is the one who knows the best way we can live. And how amazing, how amazing is it they tells us, we obey God's word because it really is good for us. Questions are great. We've seen that this morning. Questions are great. Younger ones, keep asking them at home. Older ones, you're allowed to ask them as well. Questions are great. And getting answers is even better. And that's what we see in this bit from Moses in Deuteronomy 6, which was great for the Israelites to hear and it's great for us to hear this morning. So let me finish with what this passage would maybe sound like for Christians today. Question. Why do we obey God's word? Answer. Because God has saved us through the awesome work of Jesus to be with him forever. God tells us to obey him because it really is good for us. It shows our relationship with him and our love for him. Let me pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can ask questions. And thank you so much that this question that Moses thought the younger ones would be asking, he answers through your spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we obey it because you've already saved us when we trust in Christ and all he's done. And thank you that it really is good for us. Amen. Thank you very much. The, the band's going to come back to the front because we're going to sing again uh, as we finish. A good song, actually, to pick up on what we have just been thinking about. Because in all sorts of ways, what are we gathered for this morning? We've gathered to tell out to one another, to remind one another of just how good God is, uh, as it were, to be kind of asking and answering questions. Tell out my soul, the greatness of the Lord. <coughs> and Dan, if you just flick on to the very last verse, see how this uh, hymn is going to end. 
Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord to children's children and forevermore. So that one generation tells the next uh, as we declare just how good God is. Let's stand. Sing together.